Alright guys, welcome back to the Buck Fever Podcast. As always, I'm Noah, and I've got Jake by my side here, and today we have a group of guests from Arns Boys Outdoors. We have Brandon, Riker, and Raiden, and we'll just start off by having you guys kind of introduce yourselves a little bit, introduce your channel, um, just kind of tell everybody a little bit about yourselves. Hey. Um, boy, I don't know how to start. <laughs> um, uh, the channel started, it was just me, um, a few Sturgeon Spearing videos that, from when we were younger, Anna put it on the channel, didn't really have a name or anything, um, got a bunch of views on one of our Sturgeon, uh, videos. And then uh, once my my sons got old enough, we kind of all decided, hey, let's let's start a start a YouTube channel and put a name to it, and kind of just been plugging away videos here and there, do a little bit of hunting, fishing, uh, wrestling. Yeah, yeah. So I I think according to YouTube, it says you maybe published your first video back in 2013, and I I think that was yep. just some some sturgeon spearing content, if I remember correctly. And that, like you said, that's kind of how it started, um, and then it kind of morphed into something more for there from there um, as the kids mm -hmm. got a little bit older. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your kids? And I think you got them there with you, right? Oh, so uh, Riker is my oldest son. He's 11. Um, he's been hunting while well, he's been sitting with me and, uh, hunting since about four. Uh, he went turkey hunting for the first time at six, almost shot a turkey, did not get one. He shot his first turkey at seven. And, uh, since then he's, well, he's had, he's just got his 10th one, uh, last Wednesday. Unreal. <laughs> so he's, yeah, at 11. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I mean, he's shot, he's got three bucks under his belt already and a handful of does and shot a bigger buck than I've ever shot. So with a bow Jeez. and then, uh, my son Raiden, he's nine and started hunting when he was seven, he got a couple turkeys under his belt and a few does. He's still He's had a pretty couple pretty close calls on some bucks, but they just kind of are going in our favor. So he hasn't got a buck yet, but he's still trying. Yeah, that's all you can say, man. There's still uh, still plenty of time, I think, to get a buck under his belt. Uh, I mean, it, yeah. it sounds like, especially Riker. I mean, that kid has been uh, he's been on fire. He, I mean, he's that's shot a, way more than I have. Yeah, you shot more than us combined, I think. <laughs> yeah, holy cow! I think I yeah. saw. You guys had a, a Facebook post out there. He's trying to go for 11 turkeys at 11 years old. Is that correct? Oh, he he really wants me to buy him one one last bonus tag and go like a fifth season and see if he can do it. Yeah, fifth season could be hot. That that's got to be close <laughs> to a record there. That's, yeah, that's quite insane. a few birds. Uh, he uh, well, he got two this year. He had three last year. Uh, was maybe three the year before that. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's that's a good season. Awfully, there. awfully lucky he has. I'm gonna come <laughs> hunt with you guys. Yeah, right. 
there's a there's a certain amount of skill in there too. You can't just kill turkeys just by total luck. Right. So one of the things we you... put a lot of time and effort and scouting and. Oh, absolutely. I mean the the neighbors bias. The neighbors bias must think we're crazy because we we were literally make laps for hours just to uh, see if we can catch a turkey in a field after he gets out of school and I get out of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's the it's the ones who always look a little bit crazy. I find that end up being the most successful. Right. So you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but one of the things that's unique about your YouTube channel is that you don't just focus completely on hunting and fishing and spearing, but you also have some wrestling content as well because your boys are pretty big into wrestling, right? Yep. Yeah, so I always... uh, Go ahead. No, yeah, both of them them started when they were uh, four years old in wrestling, which... I was never a wrestler and I watched my nephew do it when he was very young. And I don't know, for some reason I said, Oh, maybe we should try this as a sport. And both of them have been doing it since four years old. Uh, Raiden's fifth year and Riker's sixth year. And Hmm. they've been good at it. Yeah. Well, I've always found that, you know, kind of nice that with your channel, it's, it's not just about the hunting and the fishing, but you know, those, your, your boys kind of make up quite a bit of the content on there. And then you can also kind of keep up with some of the other things that they're passionate about as well. And I've always found that to be pretty cool. Um, but obviously, you know, turkey hunting, we're, we're in that time of year right now. You guys have had quite a bit of success with that. So I think we want to just start there. Um, man, I don't know. Do you want to just kind of tell us about a couple of those, uh, really successful hunts that you've had? Sure. Um, Riker, you want to tell them about your, your you want me to tell them about the, the stop after your soccer game last year, oh. that one? So last year I had my soccer game and after I went with my dad instead of going with my mom to look for turkeys and my mom and brothers were on their way home and they saw two turkeys out in this field and I know who owned it so I went and asked them but they weren't home and I went to ask relatives of them and they said it's fine so we pulled over to the side of the road and I grabbed my gun and scoot and shoot and then I crawled under the fence and I popped up just over the hill and the two came running the two came running towards us and um I stood up shot the one and then the other one kind of like jumped and kind of like started running and I shot the other one too. Holy cow. Man, that, that takes some <laughs> yeah. dedication right there. Jake and I just finally worked up the courage to ask people for permission like last year. Yeah. And we're a little older than you. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty impressive, man. <laughs> yeah. He, he's, he, he's the one that goes up and asks for, I mean, we, we have a pretty, pretty big chunk of uh, land around here that we can, that we hunt that all the, all the people around that he's asked. Yeah, man, that's, that's always really yeah. clutch. If you got spots kind of picked out like that, that you can hit. I know that's what we try and do is kind of as best we can. It's been a little bit difficult, but try and pattern them a little bit and kind of have some go-to spots and you can really be yeah. pretty successful that way. But 
if I'm not mistaken, that uh, video was on your channel, correct, from last year? That was on there, yep. Okay, yeah, that's, I saw that one. That was, that was pretty sweet. Uh -huh. Yeah, we have a uh, – I usually clamp my GoPro, like, right in the front of the scoot-and-shoot decoy. But uh, then another – this year for Raiden, uh, we sat opening day. We had, I think, 17 jakes come in. Oh. and a whole bunch of hens, and he did not want to shoot a Jake. And then the next morning, he ended up rolling a Tom. He was pretty bummed about that. And about noon, we decided to just take a little lap around, and we saw a bird out in a field. And with doing things with kids, it's a lot more difficult than you probably would think, or maybe <laughs> probably isn't. It's, you know, it's like... To do a scoot and shoot's tough enough how it is, you know, to try to stay concealed. Yep. Get up on top of it, you know, get up, get up, try to get them to come at you or whatever and stay concealed behind it. Well, like with Raiden, he can't, he's not strong enough to uh, freehand a gun yet. Okay. Like Riker can, but he can't. So we snuck up over the top of this hill and I, I had the decoy in my hand and I just lifted it up enough where I could see the tail feathers. And I could see that it was coming our way, so I staked the decoy in. And we have, like, a, a Primos tripod. We got that all set up. I got he, – he shoots a 410 with the TSS shot. Oh, okay. And I got that propped. I'm like, okay, I'm going to lift the decoy up again and look. So I lift it up again, and I could see it was, like, already half the distance coming at us. And so I staked it back in, and then we're looking through the tail feathers, and I could – see it run up over the top of the hill at us and i'm like do you see it and he's like no and i'm like all right well you're you're gonna have to take shot quick because it's gonna be literally on top of us and it was 10 yards and he oh. shot it and rolled it it was running full speed at us Man, so it was there it's pretty intense but yet like i said i sometimes i forget the gopros and that was one of them where it was just a very we saw the bird rushed out there ended up sealing the deal on it so that was that was pretty neat nice it's typically what happens when you don't take a camera something really cool happens uh-huh absolutely yeah yep so that was one of the questions we had then you mentioned a couple times now your your scoot and shoot which is more of like a running gun style is that like your primary go-to tactic or do you guys hunt in blinds every now and then no, we 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 primarily I I would say like mornings try to hunt hunt a blind. Uh, midday we'll we'll look around see if there's any birds out, try to get them that way, um, and then we'll hunt nights. You know, but sometimes like after if I get home from work and or whatever like for like after soccer when we can't hunt in the morning, you know we'll. We'll use a scoop and shoot, but I think Greg, what, four, four of his birds he shot with a scoot and shoot, and the rest have been sitting. Yeah, that's a good uh, good mixture there. That's probably the way to go because, and it's kind of interesting. You know, you had, what, like a four, four for one, six for the other, so if you were dedicated solely to one tactic or another, it's all those birds that maybe you wouldn't have ended up getting if you – had been you know on the wrong tactic that day or in that situation but 
that's the nice thing about having a, a mobile tactic in your in your tool belt because then like you said mm. when you're driving around and you spot one that's not really a time for you to be able to set up a blind put put your decoys out you know do that whole thing you're gonna have to kind of go at them running gun style so that that's right. we, we've always found that that's probably what we would say is the most fun right i think we need to upgrade to the scoot and shoot though because I think it's a it's a lot well it's more real than just our yeah our tail fans that we use which we've had luck with but I think the scoot and shoot gives you a little more area to hide behind too yeah have you guys tried yeah. that just with the tail fan before? I have not no okay. uh, some of my friends have but I just bought that and it's nice it's kind of it's got a handle on it easy to carry around like you said if you try to have a kid with you behind it, it still isn't big enough if you have two two people standing behind, you know. Right. But it's it's nice. It's easy because you got that, and I can carry. I can hold on to that. Hold on to the tripod if I have Raiden with me. Gotcha. But, so, do you have you guys dabbled with any uh, public land hunting at all for turkeys? Uh, no, not for turkeys really. We we just primarily try to hunt their own home there's a lot of very generous landowners around here that mind letting you know pretty much more more so youth i don't i don't try i don't tend to even i, I had a tag this year i didn't even buy it because i i'd rather have my i'm at the point now i'd rather have my kids go so yeah and a lot of the landowners sense. around here a lot of the landowners around here they they enjoy seeing kids you know, enjoy see kids hunt. So, I mean, we, we literally, we stopped by the one day to give a landowner a gift card and Riker just so happened to have his tag that this is last Wednesday. And we saw a top of a back of a Turkey oh. and he gave him the gift card and asked the guy, he goes, Hey, well, we, I have a tag this week. Do you mind if I go after that Turkey? And the guy's like, you're just gonna walk out in my field and try to try to shoot that turkey, and I was like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Okay, well, two other guys went out there and they haven't been able to get it." And so we snuck along the back pines and came around the corner with the scoot and shoot, and it broke off of the hens that it was with, which doesn't primarily happen with toms. They stick with the hens, and it came right to the decoy, shot at like 15 yards. Dang. <laughs> I think we need a scoot and shoot. It's just I like think so. He's he's extremely lucky. I have, I have stories galore about, especially him with everything that he does in the outdoors. <laughs> so with all of these birds that you guys have gotten, then do you have like a preference as a, a way to eat them? Then my kids are pretty picky eaters. Okay. So um, literally. <laughs> Every every turkey that we we get gets made into jerky, or goes to friends, or friends. But most of it goes to jerky. That's uh, always good. We too. slice it up, slice it up, and uh, my wife's got a marinade that we literally use for everything: goose, you know, duck, ever everything. And we slice it up. She puts it in a marinade. We put it on the Nesco for four hours and. Pretty much what we do with it, every all of it. 
Turkeys are one of those harder ones to cook to get them if you're not making jerky or whatever because they're just so dry. And right. I know we get all yeah. ours just smoked and kind of like jerky, but. Yeah, we've tried some different things. You know, we've done like the like a, a barbecue, like a pulled turkey type of thing. Put it in the crock pot and let it go for a while and lather it up in barbecue sauce, and that's pretty good. Um, we've tried to make it into like basically like chicken tenders, but turkey tenders and, and deep fry them, and that's been pretty tasty as well. Um, so there's definitely some good options, especially for the picky eaters, but there's there's nothing wrong with turkey jerky, man. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, the kids eat it. The kids eat it up pretty quick when we make it. So yeah, then you just got to go out and get another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, how about let's hear one more, one more crazy turkey story. What do you got for us? Okay. Um, another good one. Of mine. You can do two if it's too hard to choose. All right, and you want to do yours. Oh, um, um, hmm. I'm trying to think of uh, another another good one. Though. Well, this year we'll just go off the year one this yeah, year. Let's do it. We so because Riker's been so lucky. You know, we have the last two years. I started doing a like a youth turkey camp at our house. Where we have like, I know this year we had what uh, five. Five youths. My spot was the only spot that we never saw a turkey out in. Yeah. <laughs> huh. So Riker kind of made the decision, like, we looked, got everybody, all the kids set up in different spots where there's a lot of birds hitting the area. And the one spot where there was nothing, Riker said, I'll just go sit there. And he sits with my dad. And literally, like, I got a text at 730 in the morning, big bird down. And it was, they saw one bird all morning. It came out into the field like 400 yards away, lifted its head up, seen the decoys and ran full speed 400 yards into the decoys and started running circles around the decoys. In the morning, we forgot the chair. So when we got out there, it was like almost light out and the toms were already gobbling and one was right next to us, but it flew the other way. And then there was two toms gobbling as they were walking away. And then the kid across the road shot twice at like 6.30. And there was three toms over there. So I think one flew down into the woods over by us. And that popped out at the hill where we had our blind last year. And my grandpa said, there's a turkey. And it started. he said, it's running full speed. And I eventually saw it. And it was a big tom. But he put a Tom decoy out, a Jake and three hens, and the Tom was on the right, and it ran all the way around the decoys. So I'm guessing it didn't want to be by the Tom. And then it fanned out and strutted in. But my grandpa put the decoy so close, it was like 10 feet from the blind. So when the Tom was in the decoys, it was like really, really close. And I shot, and when, like once we cleaned it, um, we found the wad inside it. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, the water stuck in the the water stuck in the neck. Okay, that must have been close then. Holy cow! <laughs> yeah, it was. It was pretty uh, pretty intense. Have but... you ever been really close to one when it gobbles? Yeah. Um. 
I and then in the afternoon I went out with my uncle and um we had four Jakes come in and a Tom and a bearded hen and two hens, but the Tom circled all the way around us and the Jakes fanned out. Then they started like circling the decoys and then the bearded hen came in and started attacking the hen decoy. Then the Jakes did and I took like thirty videos on my uncle's phone and it was all of them like gobbling like right in front of us. Wow, that's pretty cool. Uh huh. So that, that I mean that's his luck. That's his luck. So he shot one in the morning and nobody else in our in the the youth group did. Of course. And then he decided he was just gonna go out with my brother in law and just sit. With no gun or anything. He was just gonna sit and he had four Jakes and a Tom and a bearded hen come in. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and the, yeah, they were there for he had all kinds of video. The bearded <laughs> or the the Jakes beat the beat up the decoy and like it was just it's just that's how his luck is a lot of times. It seems crazy, but Dang. What are your thoughts he on just, just... Go ahead. No, keep going. What are your thoughts on those bearded hens? Like, would you want to shoot one? Would you try to avoid it? I I don't like shooting hens. Um, I would do if it's like a really big one, but now I've shot so many, I wouldn't. Right. Yeah, we had like one behind our house here a few years ago. It's and I think it's still in the area. It's got like a nine or ten inch beard, but huh? Um, I don't know. I wouldn't shoot one. I just, I've seen a couple people that have shot, you know, bearded hens and you can, when they, you can see the egg development in them when I just, I don't know. My first ever year, um, I had a double bearded Jake come in and I didn't shoot it. And like, I think it was like three years later there, we saw a double bearded Tom, like probably a couple miles down the road and um, I think. You think it was the same one? Yeah. No way. <laughs> Man, how how big were the beards? Was it like a big beard and then a little beard, or were they both good size? They were both big. They were both big. Dang. Let them we grow. Call, man. We called that one the ghost. We called that one the ghost turkey. Because there was like four different people that shot at it, and no one killed it. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Like, huh. you could see all the feathers. One girl down the road actually got two cracks at it, and she didn't hit it either time. Dang. <laughs> she, 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 yeah, she borrowed Riker's gun, and then she blamed it on Riker's gun. <laughs> like, she missed it. It's like, well, his track record says different, but. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, what what's. What's up for the rest of the season then? Are you just gonna maybe try fifth season? Are you gonna try and get out a couple more times? Uh, we don't have any more. Like uh, uh, Raiden and I had first season. Like I said, he he hunted. He had some pretty good chances at another turkey. He but he got the one the youth youth season. Um, because the way I always buy a leftover tag and we use the left you know the bonus tag for youth and then yep. I apply. Raiden had first season. Riker had second. Then my tag was also first, and I never ended up buying a. I I I got it, but I never bought it. Gotcha. Um, if we did, if we did go out any more turkey hunting, it'd probably be 
fifth season, but I don't know. He'll probably he'll probably talk me into buying one. <laughs> I think so. I think so. It sounds like you might have to, man. right? Yeah. He told me for the youth hunt that he wasn't gonna buy me an extra season tag in the day before. I said, "Will you get me one?" And he said, "Sure." Yeah. <laughs> you got to get eleven at eleven, man. Yep. <laughs> we're way behind if we're going for that. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm in big trouble there. I'm not <laughs> gonna be able to keep up. No way. He's 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 got me beat. So I don't. <laughs> He's probably got a lot of people beat. It's a lot of turkeys. Sure. <laughs> well, you know, so the the way that you guys kind of got started in, in your channel and everything obviously was sturgeon spearing, and I know that always gets beat to death when it's that time of year, um, but I feel like is, between that being how you guys got your start and then your involvement with one of the big Facebook groups, I feel like, we'd kind of be doing a, a disservice if we didn't touch on spearing a little bit here. Um, but that the, the Facebook group, that's an interesting thing there. And I, I don't necessarily have the story straight, so I don't want to put any words out there, but you want to tell me about that a little bit? That was a random. I, 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 I live and breathe sturgeon spearing. Like I've, since I've been a, a little kid, I I mean, I grew up on the North Shore of Winnebago. I went out with my grandpa and my dad and my uncles from when I was little. And once, I'm like, there really wasn't any good Facebook group at the time for sturgeon spearing. And I'm like, I really want to just, I feel like it'd be fun to get a group of people together. So I started it and I thought, maybe I'd get a couple hundred people, you know, to join the group. Sure. And then it kind of, it blew up there for a while. I mean, it, it's pretty big now. Um, it's, it's so hectic with, <laughs> with kids now that it's tough to keep up with it. I, I did it for, I ran it for a while by myself. And then I now have a few other guys that help, but there's, people on it it's tough to keep up with it well man that's a it's a pretty <laughs> cool thing because just about everybody i know who spears is a member of that group and you know it's there's a lot of there's a lot of benefits to it you get to see a lot of cool pictures there's you know the the spread of information there where people can kind of share if there's bad ice in a certain area so there's that safety element mm -hmm. of it too but that thing, like you said, has just really, really grown in popularity over the years, especially just as kind of a random thing, like you said, to just, hey, I want to, you know, start this thing and get get some people in a group and share stories and pictures and all that for it to turn into what it has been. That's that's pretty cool, man. I mean, I don't know how long, how long you guys have been a part of it, but, like, when it first started, I mean, there was – I did a uh, – Sturgeon, you guys were in the sturgeon pool, right? I don't know if. Yep. Sturgeon, sturgeon pool for a few years. I mean, the one year was like, I think the person that took first place in that we got like twenty five hundred dollars. Jeez, dang. I mean, it was, you know, we did a lot of drawings of, you know, shacks and saws and spears and decoys. I always try to help out like all the local 
people like the local spear makers and the decoy makers try to promote all the cool stuff that goes along with sturgeon spearing i mean it's such a cultural thing it's just cool that was one thing i loved about cage is like you meet so many people you'd never have known even existed and then yeah well like my decoy collection is pretty extravagant now of decoys that i don't even actually ever actually put down a hole and i would hate to even have my wife listen to this podcast and (laughs) tell you how much i spent on spent on some of them that'll never see a sturgeon hole we can edit that out (laughs) don't worry about it (laughs) we won't tell yeah so i mean i even yeah there's the war pig one we started i war pig started that was like the original video uh another guy i know called a sturgeon a war pig one time and it kind of stuck and i yelled it in a video one time so uh ryan ebert who's a a bait maker i think he lives over by fort atkinson kind of amazing bait maker or decoy maker i mean his decoys are like they're awesome they he tests every one of them and they move great in the water but he made a war pig and he gave me first shot at it and i bought it nice so is that is that kind of your go-to as far as decoys go? I know everybody's got their thing, and some people switch it up all the time. Some people are, like, religious about what they're going to put down there. Do you guys usually do, like, a, a true sturgeon decoy, or is it some sort of other object? Uh, I We have literally put down just about everything. I mean, <laughs> basically the white coffee cup yep. is... That's a staple. Probably more sturgeon have decoyed to that than anything else that we've had. Um, copper jello mold. Yeah. Um, like uh, all of the other decoys, you know, like Ryan Ebert's got awesome decoys. Chris Gittner's got awesome decoys. Like, I just, I, I'm just a fanatic about everything about the whole sport. Sure. So, I pretty much lose sleep for the la- for like the month and a half leading up to sturgeon spearing as soon as i can get on the ice yeah it's it's uh it has that effect on people i don't know what it is necessarily we've tried to put it into words before but um there's something about sturgeon spearing that really really gets people's blood going So, what? How old were the kids when you got them involved in in spearing? Spearing? Um, I was probably like four. Riker was probably four or five the first time he came out. I think Raiden was probably about the same age. Um, Raiden doesn't like to be as cold as much, so he doesn't like to come out on the ice as much. Sturgeon spearing, but. Rikers right there for everything. Have they ever been there when you speared one or seen one speared? Uh, <laughs> I'm like never in the shack. I'm always by other people. But <laughs> the last, I see my mom spear one. Yeah, he was with my wife. Got a poigan tag, uh, not last year, two years ago, and and uh, Riker was with when that one came in. 
That's he got, cool. he actually gaffed it. He yeah he he gaffed it, which was he was pretty pumped about that. Nice. But I mean, he's been been pretty lucky when it comes to Sturgeon Spearing, and he's 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 been out there, but he likes to track hop. I always do that. And social oh butterflies, so he just kind of <laughs> mingles with everybody, and and when I start hollering out the door, he'll come over and. Well, last time I didn't even hear you. He comes over and helps me throw it out the on the ice. <laughs> well, you got to see what everybody's got for snacks and sodas and all that stuff. You yeah. know. Yeah. You you got to test the waters a little bit. Keep things interesting. I mean, and that's like another thing with that sturgeon. Starting that the sturgeon page is when I started spearing. Our group was very small. It was just family. And then it got down to just pretty much me and my dad and my sister. Then uh, after the Sturgeon page, started talking to some people. And uh, I mean, our group is like one guy that lives down in Oak Creek. Another bunch of people that live way up north. We have a guy that comes over from lower Michigan that spears with us now. Huh. So it's pretty cool. I mean, you just get, I met so many different people now it's just a fun camaraderie yeah absolutely well we should say i i don't know what it is off the top of my head i don't know if you do otherwise maybe we could look it up we should tell everybody what the facebook group is called in case they want to look into it it's the sturgeon spearing buy sell trade info there you go yeah it's um obviously you know you don't want to have people in it who don't have the right intentions but for anybody who is interested in in sturgeon spearing and the culture around that and is active on facebook that's definitely that is the premier sturgeon spearing facebook group to get into that's that's the one that everybody's going to be in and that's where all the all the major stories are going to be shared so we we got to have at least one spearing story Will you? Um, I would say probably my most memorable sturgeon spearing story would be the one with my brother-in-law. So we had poigan tags, and it was 2017. And I got my fish opening day, and my friend's dad got his. My cousin got his. All three three of us got an opening day. Dang. My sister got hers the next day. Brother-in-law was the only one that was left. And he the 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 time before that we had Poigan, he was the only one in the group that didn't spear a fish. For some reason he doesn't ever want to sit with me in the shack. Yeah, I don't know if I make him nervous or what. Everybody <laughs> else likes to sit with me. But with him so I told him, I'm like, we're, we're going to make a big move. We're going to pull out to the spot. said, I speared it when I was a little kid with my my dad. And said, okay. So we right away in the morning, we hooked the shack up before season, drag it out there. Ice is getting really, really bad. And drag it over there, cut in, start banking it in. I see a buddy ran that he lives on Poigan was driving across. We waved him down and he comes, he said he had to go do something. And he's like, I'll be back in a little bit. 
So we're sitting in the shack for like two hours. He comes over and he's like, this is the spot where I spear with my family when we get a poigan tag, right? In this almost identical spot. He goes, we call it the one fish per day guaranteed spot. Wow. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like thanks thanks for jinxing us. We've been sitting here for hours now. Yeah, you know, right. and He's like, we always use a silver decoy right here in this spot. And I'm like, well, do you have anything silver? And he's like, I'll go look. And he goes into the truck and he comes back with a Diet Pepsi can. And he slams it quick. And he said, I got, I got to go here. Throw this down the hole. And that was my our first the first video that I had posted on the YouTube channel. The video starts. Direct, my brother-in-law just had tied the diet Pepsi can on, so he dropped. He literally just tied it on. He dropped it down. That's when the video starts. And he jigged it like two times. And this fish, I mean, it's five feet of water. You can see the ripples of the sand on the bottom. Oh man! And the fish comes in like. I don't know. It's probably a foot and a half, two feet off bottom. Just comes sliding right in and bumps the soda can. I mean, Dang. it was just, it couldn't happen. Couldn't happen any better than that. Man, that's so cool. So speaking of filming, what what's your uh, setup look like in your shack? How are you running that all day long type thing? What camera are you using? We've tried... We've tried some different things, uh, you know, the GoPro on the head, GoPro on the chest. Um, now we, I, I run a mount right on the on the back side of the hole. And I also learned that if you, the closer to the water, the better. If you put it up too high, you get too much background. So you try to keep it within like you to the floor, sure, right okay. dead center in the hole. And I have a, uh, I got one GoPro Hero 8, and then I have a Sony Action Cam that I also set up. And then I run, like, a power a power cord with a, a battery pack. And I know some guys will put uh, the camera on loop, which I, I just run mine all day. I have a big memory card, and then run it all day. If nothing happens, delete it start all over again in the morning yeah i mean that sounds pretty much identical to what we try and do with that i think that's the best way to go we haven't come up with anything better than that it seems to work out all right yeah and i mean you guys have had quite a few quite a few sturgeon spearing videos there over the years mm-hmm. yeah we've been like i said we've, we've been pretty pretty lucky i mean for some reason I don't know, with our hunting, a lot of the hunting videos, I wish we could have a little bit more uh, content that goes into the video. Yep. You know, we're, it's a work in progress. It's it's tough being, you know, I'm trying to get as much video as possible as well as carry. My arms are full of everything else I got to carry <laughs> out to a blind yep. or set a blind up or get to a deer stand and try to do everything quietly and then, for some reason, that's always in my head is that's the last thing that matters is as much as I want to get it on video, that's the last thing that matters is the video content. Right. I, I just, I'd rather have, you know, I want to get it on video, but I really want my kids to just experience it. And if we get it, we get it. Yeah, that's a good attitude to have. I mean, because you have to 
do what you need to do to put yourself in a position to be successful anyways. You know, if you just focus too much on the filming and then you lose sight of all the other things that can make you a successful hunter and then you don't have that success anyways, then what is there, what is there to film in the first place? So that's definitely the right attitude to have there, especially with kids and, you know, being, being the dad, like you said, you're going to have your arms full. You got to be carrying all of the gear and making sure everybody gets situated. So I, I totally get all that, man. So, that was some of the uh, some of the hard water fishing a little bit or spearing I should say, but another one of the main videos that I've seen quite a bit on your channel is the musky fishing, and this is also quite alluring to me because over the past couple of years, um, my my family, you know, my my dad, and my brother, especially, have really tried to catch muskies. And we're not very good at it. I've never caught one. My brother's never <laughs> caught one. My dad's caught very few. Um, we, we, yeah, it's it's one of those things. I, I think you just really got to know what you're doing. Really, you know, learn from your mistakes. And we just haven't haven't really found our rhythm yet there. But you guys seem to also have some pretty good luck out on the water there. Yeah, we. Uh, I mean, it's a lot of. I, I spent a lot of years on trying before I got my first one. Actually, you know, when I first started musky fishing, I never thought that I was actually going to catch one. <laughs> I mean, I went like two years without ever even seeing one. And I'm like, why am I doing this? I mean, it. I, when I first started, I, I caught my first musky in De Pere walleye fishing on an ultralight. It was like a 38 and a half incher. Dang. I feel like a lot of people have I, a similar situation. They catch their first one on accident and that's what kind of that's what kind of triggers it is when you catch one on accident yeah when my sister met my brother-in-law craig he's a musky fisherman he's a musky nut and i told him I'm like hey man you we're walleye guys me and my family <laughs> and my buddies we're all walleye guys where you're never going to convert us and i caught that one in De Pere, and i'm like you know i'll uh I could probably buy a cheap rod and reel combo and a couple baits. And, you know, and then when I fr- caught my first one, like my, my second one, the first one actually musky fishing, boat side, that was it. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, 20 rod and reel combos later and probably six seven eight thousand dollars in musky baits yeah <laughs> like and that's just in baits not everything else that goes with the boat and right everything i mean it's 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 another one of those addictions it's just like yep. you know you got to dive into it and i mean i i have musky baits that i've never even thrown it's another one of those things where i have to have some like like same thing with like the sturgeon decoys I'm like oh i really think that's cool i really want that and then it sits in a box. I throw the same 10 baits over and over again. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you said, you know, it could be six, seven, eight thousand, but that's, that's probably like 200, give or take lures. Yeah. I mean, they're like, yeah. they're just expensive by nature. Yeah, they're. Yep. So speaking of lures, you guys have done a couple YouTube videos um, with some. TR custom lures 
And so I'm wondering if you guys can tell us a little bit about those videos, a little bit about um, some some background there. So, so uh, TR Custom Lures, um, it started my my wife's a kinder kindergarten teacher, and it started. There was a a girl in her class, Mara, that came in and brought in a bait for show and tell. And said, oh, my dad makes uh, musky baits. And my wife's like, oh, I really like, maybe you think your dad could maybe make a bait for my husband for for Father's Day? He goes, well, I'll, I'll have to ask him. So I, I ended up getting, he, he never, uh, Tim Raddatz, he's like, I never thought that, you know, his mindset was, I never really thought people would want to buy my baits but he always made baits for himself and his family. But he made me, made me a top water and it's uh, you know, happy father's day. love you, love you daddy. Or, and it was a uh, top water. And I, I didn't throw it for a long time when, after I got it, it sat in my box cause I didn't want to wreck it. Right. But if, and that bait, if I showed you it now, you would never even, there's, barely paint left on it <laughs> um tim has fixed it for me 15 times because it's got completely destroyed by fish i broke it last year Riker broke it last year oh man <laughs> but well tim and michelle have are some of are my best you know best friends now that i would have never met if it wasn't for my wife having their daughter and we have a thing in commons to meet each other with musky fishing. Yeah. And absolutely. now I, well, I probably have 50 of his baits now, oh. you know, like everything that I kind of like the, one of the prototype helpers on that, you know? Sure. Yeah. Oh, anything that he's got new and, and any, I literally any idea that I have that I want for a bait, He'll put together for me, like just, just a great friend, great family, very, very great family. Um, they're just down to earth people, and I just like they're. It's just a great company. Yeah, man, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, do you know off the top of your head how many you've caught? Because I know, I mean, I don't musky fish at all, but I know people who do. They they usually know how many you catch because it's not like a. A, a real occurrence where you're catching tons and tons. So, how many muskies total I've ever caught? Yeah, if you know, I mean, or have you caught a ton of them? I've caught uh, quite a few now. I don't, I don't really know anymore. <laughs> well, that's a good um, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's one of those sports that, like I said, I've had some crazy days, and then I've had some not so crazy months or year, you know, and it, it, it goes in streaks. Right. So then, I mean, I'll, I'll, you'll go for months and not even see a fish. Man. And then, I mean, I, I don't want to keep telling you all kinds of stories, but, uh, when Raiden was four, I'm like, I told my wife, I'm like, I want to, I feel like it's a musky feeling day. I just want to go out and fish for a little bit. I'll bring Raiden with me. 
And so I sat him in the boat, gave him my phone, play a game. This was before I had any kind of a battery pack to keep my phone charged in the boat. I didn't have a charger in the boat. And I caught five muskies in like an hour and a half. Oh, man. Best muskie fishing day I probably have ever had. And one of them was over 40. At that time, I caught my personal best that day with him. You know, he was... I was netting them all myself because he was four and <laughs> right. he obviously wasn't good on then. And then he, you know, then it was all oh, the phones dead, daddy. We got to go home. <laughs> and I called me on like, this is the best musky fishing day of my life. And I have to go home, but you know, so now the kids are involved though. Now, obviously, right. They're, they're catching fish. Oh, Raiden got, um, his first, uh, was your your first legal last year, and mm-hmm. he actually ended up getting two legals on the same day. So a legal would be thirty four inches gotcha. by musky by musky terms. Okay. Um, and then he got a forty one and three quarters. That's not bad. It's a good day That's on yeah. a TR Customs topwater. There you go. Wasn't that the one that records didn't catch a fish on? Nope, that's a different one. Mm. So, obviously, when it comes to to fishing, especially musky fishing, it it could even translate over to bass and northern fishing too, but there's always going to be those times where they might follow your bait, kind of come up to the boat, or maybe they're barely hooked and they get off right at the boat or right at at the net. Do you have any horror stories of fish that you've lost that just barely got away? Yeah, there's a, there's a, was a pretty, pretty decent sized tournament that I fished with Riker when he was seven or eight, eight. And, uh, ended up having the fish that if it wouldn't have, would have been first, we might've been, it would be first or second place, depending on how big the fish was. And I hooked it and, uh, I had him grab the net. And I'm reeling it in, and he went to net it, and the hooks got caught in the front of the net. Oh, man. Fish, The fish thrashed off, like, right at both sides. You know, we've seen it laying there on top of the water, and it thrashed <laughs> off and, and went, and, and we lost it. Dang. Yeah, that's never fun. It doesn't matter how big it is. That's that's not what you want to right. happen. Yeah. The following year, though, same tournament, he ended up netting my my inland personal best, which was forty nine and seven A's. That's but, a good fish, for sure. Yeah, it didn't it didn't break the fifty mark, you know. Everybody, that's the magic number. But uh, we were in a tournament, and I, I, you had to put the fish on a on a measuring board. Yep. And take a picture of it for the tournament. And Riker was so short that he couldn't get the he couldn't get the phone up high enough to take the picture of the whole fish. So we had to call another boat over to come and take oh. the picture for us. <laughs> Man. We ended up winning. We ended up winning it that year and we had big fish. So nice. I don't remember what he spent his, his part of the earnings on, but I think it was a gun. Yeah. I think it was his 20 gauge. There you go. He ended up with his, with his winnings. So what's your uh, 
what's your what's your good fishing story then where maybe things get a little bit exaggerated they get out of hand every fisherman's got their their fishing story i don't know if we have any good ones do we i don't believe that <laughs> oh well i don't know if it does they have to be musky fishing no it can be any any kind of fishing well, I was kind of like... Technically, we can kind of tie all in to uh, muskie sturgeon. We were all trolling for muskies, and we hooked into a really big fish. I mean, it was peel and drag out, trolling, and handed it to Raiden, which he was seven at the time. <laughs> and he's trying to reel this fish in and the waves and everything. And somehow or another, we had, we had nine rods out trolling. And we had nine rods tangled. No way. Yeah, it was one got caught in the motor, so I had to shut the boat off. Oh, and then geez. It was completely tangled, and he ends up getting, you know, we finally get the fish in that was wrapped in, I don't remember how many lines it was wrapped in, and I netted it, and it was a 59-inch sturgeon. <laughs> <laughs> Probably weighed more so, than he did. That, oh, yeah. I, I have a – it was a pretty cool – I got the picture of him sitting next to it. It was pretty big. That's, That's sweet. Awesome. That is pretty, pretty cool. Pretty fun. He was he was pumped. He didn't care if it was a muskie or not. He was just pumped at how big the fish was. That's got to <laughs> be just as just as cool to catch a sturgeon hook and line like that. Yeah. Than, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah, that's another thing we've we've never caught. I think my dad maybe has caught a sturgeon, probably on accident in a similar situation there. But uh, I've I've never hooked into one like that. I think it'd be fun. Yeah. I know a lot of people. They, they do fight. That. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I believe it. They they fight plenty just when you spear them yeah. and they're on a line like right. that. Right. Oh man. Well, yeah, I mean, so you, you said you originally were starting off kind of as a diehard walleye fisherman. Is that still something that you put a lot of time into? Mm. I, you know, uh, so I, I, like I said, I grew up on Winnebago, uh, Wolf River fisherman my entire life. So I, ca- I caught a lot of walleyes on the wolf, and now since then I moved farther west. I live over more towards Stevens Point area. Okay. Um, so now I fish the Wisconsin River more, which river in Wisconsin r- River like apples to oranges when it comes to the way the fish, what the fish bite on, the presentation. I mean, they're complete opposites. Right. So. Yeah, I I try. It's it's just you got we we're into so many different things that it's tough to like one out to do all the time anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Like, turkeys take up most of our time now in the spring. Yeah, along with the boys' sports, and then and then the fall it's bow hunting and musky fishing. Yeah, for sure. Well, I guess we can't uh, we can't wrap this up without maybe hearing a little bit about some deer hunting. I mean, this is buck fever after all. We, I'm sure you got a a decent uh, d- 
decent deer story. How about the one that that uh, Riker shot that's bigger than yours? We hear that one. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we had that buck on camera quite often, um, but it kept giving us the run around and and then our cameras kind of com- went completely dry and we we were gonna kind of give up, you know you know, for both for that bow hunting before gun hunting. And then right we Riker talked me into going out one one afternoon and about uh I don't know if you guys have ever hunted over a deer decoy or not. Once or twice I yeah. I it I've had amazing luck with them. I mean literally every I think every buck that I've had come out has come into the deer decoy. Every buck hmm. that I've seen you wow. need to it's more of a a field setting okay type of a decoy yep but we had it set up and sitting there and Riker was looking at a a doe that was probably three miles away in the binoculars <laughs> with the way the fields are set up and I looked over and I saw this buck standing there and I grunted one time and this it came in on a string all the way in got to about I don't know, 15, 20, probably 20 yards. Made a scrape on the ground, all puffed up. There was one twig in the way yeah. that I, I went out of my stuff. So he waited and waited and waited. And then he told me before we even got out there, he says that I'm, I messed up the year before and tried to stop in a deer and it didn't stop in his lane. So he's like, I'm just going to stop in myself, Dad, okay? Like, okay. <laughs> so he stops it. Thing it heard me. Yeah, it stopped. It, it stopped. He shot. Uh, I mean, it was perfect heart shot. It ran thirty yards and tipped yeah, over. That's you know, it's just like, yeah. <laughs> but nice. So it was. Yeah, that's a very. It was a very nice buck. That's pretty sweet, man. Mm-hmm. Well, I know we could uh, sit around and talk hunting and fishing and spearing probably all night long, but I know we got to get this thing wrapped up here pretty quick, but is there any other, any other big stories you want to share or you want to just save it for another time? Save it for another time. I'd like to do this again sometime. Absolutely. Sounds good to us. Anytime. So if people want to (laughs) check out your channel, support you guys, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, We have our arms boys outdoors on Facebook and Arns Boys Outdoors on YouTube. Um, and then, like you said, for the Sturgeon Spearing, uh, Sturgeon Spearing Buy, Sell, Trade info on Facebook as well. Um, boys, the boys absolutely love, I mean, literally every day we go on just to check to see if we got any views or any subs- new subscribers or anybody commented on anything. Um, we try to get as much stuff out there. I mean, we don't always have the longest content or, you know, but we try to get something out there at least once a week. Right. Just showing it's nothing, you know, just showing what, what we do as a family and getting the kids outdoors. Cause I mean, that's the biggest thing. I just, I, I just, like I said, I don't even, I don't even try to hunt anymore. I just do it. I, it, the thrill of watching my kids grow up in the outdoors and 
that thrill of watching them shoot a deer, shoot a turkey, or it's just, it's like nothing, nothing you'll ever experience. Right. You know? Yeah. So. At a certain point, it starts to outweigh shooting one yourself, you know? Right. Yep. Same thing with fishing. I mean, I, it's just, it's a, it's so cool. I, I can't even explain it. Yeah. 100%. So in the next couple of weeks, then people could probably expect some turkey content. And then I would assume eventually we'll be getting into some fishing, right? Oh, yeah. Riker and I went out with the DNR last Sunday. We netted, uh, did fike nets with the DNR. So that was kind of cool. It unfortunately old and rainy, so we didn't get that much. Uh, <laughs> we didn't get that much video because of that, right? But uh, we did get some, so I'm gonna try to do that. And I have some cool musky footage from last fall. I do some fun things in the fall with muskies with some people, so I got some of that still coming up. Sweet man, well, yeah, like. Like I said, we'll, we'll transition out of turkeys here and then we'll switch over to musky fishing and be pretty much what we'll be after for for the next few months until bow hunting starts. Yeah, I know we're looking forward to it and uh, we'll be keeping up with you guys and looking forward to seeing all those videos as they come out and hearing the stories and everything. So, yeah, it should be uh, should be a, a good couple of months coming up here getting out of the winter getting into spring and summer it's it's always exciting and and fall is going to be here before you know it yep well thank you guys so much for uh for coming on here tonight it was a blast and yeah, we appreciate it yeah, thanks we're, for having us absolutely looking forward to doing this again sometime sounds good well guys yeah make sure you go and check out all of these things that we've we've plugged here, especially Arns Boys Outdoors on YouTube, and hit that subscribe button. Um, I know, just like us, you know that every subscriber counts, and um, yeah. it's always always fun to to watch that number climb. So, if you guys like our content, there's a good chance you probably like their content too. They they do a lot of similar stuff, and also uh, you know they're much more successful musky fishermen than we are and turkey hunters and probably sturgeon spears too so they <laughs> they've got a lot of good content out there um so definitely you guys are going to want to make sure you go and check that out um once again thank you guys for being here and um thank you yeah thank you guys for listening and we'll see you guys next time <laughs>